morning. Welcome to another episode of Kaylee Desotel Peace, Rights, and Rants. So, this morning, I had intended to tell you about Man in the High Castle and um, Laura Vanderkam's I Know How She Does It and some random things. Well, I have decided to do most of those things. However, unfortunately for my planned binge of Man in the High Castle, uh, one, I've been sick, as you can probably tell from my voice. Two, um, the new season of Doctor Who started, and I'm sorry, but that comes first. Um, (laughs) I can't, (coughs) I can't necessarily binge it, but yeah, because it comes out one episode at a time. I don't know why they have to do it that way, but you know, actually I do can't make any money if you just dump it all onto the BBC in one day. But anyway, um, so for the foreseeable near future, uh, my TV time is taken up with the new amazing 13th Doctor, played by Jodie Whittaker, the first female Doctor, which, you know, kind of cool. Um, And before anyone says, the Doctor is a man, please remember, the Doctor is a fictional character. The Doctor is a fictional fictional, two-hearted alien from a made-up planet called Gallifrey. So, the Doctor is not a man, nor a woman, and if the Master can turn into Missy, then uh, the Doctor is perfectly capable of being a witty, funny, spunky, zany woman. Alright, so I'm going to start with the book review as usual. Um, I, this week, driving to and from work, um, I was listening to an audible version of Laura Vanderkam's I Know How She Does It. Um, it's about, it's like time management kind of thing, which if you know me, you know that that would be a little bit useful because <laughs> I try to do so many things, um, and I don't always feel like I'm doing them well because I don't always feel like I have time. Well, her system, her book, breaks down your time into um, what she calls a mosaic of hours. And when she adds up the amount of hours that you have in a week, even when you subtract work and um, sleeping, there's still a fair amount of time to get the other things done. You just have to prioritize. But anyway, this book um, was the basically the report out of... Uh, system that, or not a system, a project that she did that was called the Mosaic Project. And um, she had high, um, high, I guess, high earning, sorry, that's the right word, high earning women um, fill out a time log for a week. And then she compared them to see if she could figure out how successful women managed to, as they say, have it all. Um, she, her, her point wasn't to prove that we can't, her point was to prove that the busier a person is, the more they actually get done, like the, the busier job, the busier parent, the whatever, the more they get done in a day. So, um, she was trying to prove how and why that is and how you can enjoy kid time, parent time work time, leisure time, um, and all the things that you need to do or want to do um, in the time that you have allotted. So 
<coughs> pardon the cough, I've got a sinus infection. So, <laughs> I know that's too much information, but that explains why the hacking cough keeps coming through. Um, but anyway, uh, she she calls the mosaics uh, the pieces of your time. She calls them tiles. And she talks about how you can rearrange your tile to fit the life that you want. Um, and one thing that I found interesting is that she broke the book into sections. So there's the work section, there's the family section, and there's the self section, and then there's a miscellaneous section at the end where things that didn't fall neatly into any category were talked about, like with tips on how to manage your time better um, and ways that other women manage their time. So um, <coughs> I cannot recommend this book highly enough, especially if you are someone who finds that you don't have enough time. Um, because you look at some of these people and this book is particularly aimed at successful women. Like it's right in the title. Um, I know how she does it, uh, how successful women make the most of their time. Um, I found it really interesting is that you have, you know how sometimes you see these women and you're like, how on earth does she do it? How does she have two kids? a full-time job, or five kids, a full-time job, a husband, a dog, a cat, she runs marathons, she beads on the side, like, how does she get everything done? Well, the thing is that our pervasive narrative is that she's not getting enough sleep. She's, she's up all night, she's just killing herself, burning the candles on both ends. And while that might be true and is true for some situations, a lot of really successful people fall into the Ariana Huffington category where they prioritize their sleep. And the more that you go for a run or get a full night's sleep or eat healthy or take time for yourself, the more likely you are to be successful because you're um, taking care of yourself, giving yourself the time and the energy that you need in order to fulfill all the things that you want to do. Um, so one thing she talks about is how you uh, make the most out of time blocks, or if you actually calculate your time um, hour by hour or half an hour by half an hour. So she does half an hour increments and 15 minute increments. Um, but she talks about how um, if you add, put everything in and keep track of everything, you will find that you have more blocks of spare time that you unintentionally fill with things like scrolling through your phone or checking your email or checking Facebook or staring at your phone playing Candy Crush. Like, the thing that is important when it, you take in this method is more intentionality um, instead of just mindlessly moving through your day or mindlessly moving through your week you are intentional about most things um, so you have a planning session to figure out where you'll be this week um, she even talks about some women who feel like their their weekends just um, disappear for nothing she talks about how some of them 
um, they'll actually sit down on Wednesday night and um, plan out what they want to do this weekend. So, and they'll be like, okay, we're going to take, I'm going to go for a long run on Sunday. I'm going to take my daughter to yoga on Saturday. I'm going to go for dinner with my, excuse me, my sister on on Sunday. It, it doesn't really matter how you want to break down your time. Or if, for example, you're an introvert um, and you don't want to make plans for the weekend, you can still um, plan for that. So, and she says one thing too is that when you feel like you don't have time, she um, quotes the modern Mrs. Darcy, who is a blogger. She um, reads more books a year than the average. And what she talks about is how during the extra time, the time when you're waiting for the food to microwave or the time that you're waiting at the doctor's office and some people, most people just scroll through social media or scroll through their phone or scroll, like just do mindless tasks. She's intentional and brings a book to those things. So she has a book in her kitchen and while the food is in the microwave, she reads. And that may not appeal to everyone, but if there are things that you want to do, like, for example, grow your online presence or whatever, those are times that you can take advantage of. You don't have to sit there mindlessly scrolling. So anyway, um, I can't recommend this book highly enough. Um, I got some really amazingly fun ideas on how to manage my time better and some ideas for making the time that I spend with my children and my husband more intentional and more fun even if it is a chore that has to be done an example of that is on the weekend um, (coughs) I have to get groceries done whether I'm sick or not we have to have meal prep done whether you're sick or not because honestly you don't if you don't do these things on the weekend I find that the week is a disaster so well one thing that she referred to was um, this thing where this woman made a scavenger hunt out of grocery shopping. So what I did was I planned out our meals for the week. I talked to the kids about what they wanted for lunch every day and what they were going to have for breakfast and what my husband wanted for lunch and breakfast and dinner during the week. And then I broke the, we checked the ingredients that we had in our kitchen, obviously, so we don't waste anything because we do a low waste in our house Um, and then we broke everything down on to um, everybody got like between five and six things on their list I gave everybody their own list with their own name on it and then we broke our family of four into two teams of two and whoever got their groceries all as accurate as possible because you know sometimes the grocery store doesn't have what you're looking for as accurately as possible and got back to the uh, designated point at a certain time um, would win and the prize was that you got to pick um, a treat for the entire family for that week. So that was really fun and my son actually said that was the most fun he's ever had grocery shopping. Um, and uh, it was it, it was really fun and they all everybody decided we needed to do this again because it was quick it went much faster than our normal grocery shop we didn't buy a bunch of stuff we didn't need because everyone was looking forward to getting to be the one who chose the treat um so yeah i uh, go out get 
I know how she does it by Laura Vanderkam or download it <coughs> and uh, take a listen or read it. Sorry, I was I was listening to it. <laughs> um, okay, so what would normally be our binge discussion? Um, I decided that because I'm going to be watching Doctor Who and I don't watch a lot of TV, so my TV time is um, very <laughs> limited and precious when it comes to certain things. And I mean, sorry, a new show versus one that I know I love, the one you that I know I love is going to win. But anyway, so I will be watching Doctor Who and I will probably mention it now and again because, my God, seriously, I love Doctor Who. So instead of just going into the binge right now, um, I want to tell you two narratives. The first is about a day where um, a person, I, let, this is me, okay, so I don't have to say a person. I woke up sick. Um, my son is sick. My husband is sick. We have to go grocery shopping. Um, we have to clean the house. We have to prep everything for the week. The next day, um, I go to work. I am sick. I'm crying. I'm just having an awful day. I feel like I'm dying, but I have to do it anyway. Um, the washing machine leaks. My husband had a crappy day at work. Um, my son is still sick. My daughter is trying to avoid having to do her homework and then we're working on her homework and I don't understand it so yes I, I'm telling you right now I don't understand grade 5 math there you go period <laughs> not my thing anyway and while she's supposed to be doing her math homework she's distracted and tired and um, by the time I get home I've just had enough and I want to go to bed but I also want to spend time with my kids um, and then I end up laying on the floor trying to mop up the uh, water underneath my washing machine. And I get into an argument with my good friend. I get into an argument with my husband. Um, and it's just a really overall crappy day. It is just ridiculous. Um, by the time I go to bed, I'm exhausted and I'm frustrated. And I feel like, wow, that was not my day. Um, and then instead of looking forward to the next day at work, all I could think of is, ugh, wow, that was a crappy day. Let's see if it repeats itself. So in this narrative, there is literally nothing good about my day. I don't have anything positive to say. I don't have anything positive to think. Nothing is going well. Then <coughs> in this other narrative, you're not feeling that well, so you decide to have a quiet morning. Um, you sit at the kitchen table, or I sit at the kitchen table with my husband while he does um, an elaborate chore chart for my, our children. Uh, I drink coffee and visit with him while he does this. Uh, my kids run around playing, and I can hear them giggling upstairs. I don't know what they're giggling about because they're folding laundry, but suffice it to say, they're having a good time. Um, we have lunch together, we have chicken or cheese fondue, uh, which doesn't really do well with my lactose intolerance, but it makes everyone happy. Then we go to the grocery store and we have a great time trying to do this competition 
of scavenger hunt and my daughter and I think we win. Then I realized when we get to the cash out that I didn't tell her to grab enough cans of food. And so she, we have to renege our, uh, our win and give it over to the boys because the point of the game is the first and most accurate grocery shop, not the first and just first grocery shop. So we go from winning to the boys winning because we were disqualified for not um, getting enough food. Um, Then we go home and we unpack groceries together and the kids talk about um, this YouTube channel that they're really crazy about. Um, I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's a show where this guy is apparently a game master and he's torturing these poor people. Um, it doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but my kids think it's awesome, so there you have it. Um, then we talk about our week, and we have a game where we ask a bajillion different random questions. For example, where does the word, the term, a picture is worth a thousand words come from? Um, and then we read to the kids, and they go to bed, and the next day... Um, I get up early enough to have a cup of coffee before I leave for work. Um, I get help on an overwhelming project that I can't keep up with. Um, My boss helps me on another issue. I get my desk all cleared off so it looks beautiful and ready for work. Um, I get everything prepared for a conference and I go home and spend time with my husband and my kids and... I get cuddles, and my daughter tells me all about um, meeting an author of a book at school yesterday. So both of those narratives are the same two-day period, same 24-hour period. They both happened. However, in one narrative, there's literally nothing good. If I tell you about those 24 hours, you're hearing a really awful day. You're hearing a woman who's harried and exhausted and in tears and frustrated and unhappy. In the second narrative, it's the exact same day, but instead of focusing on all the bad things that happened, which did happen, like I'm not going to lie, those are those things happened. You focus on the positive and you look for the little moments and that's something that can change your perspective of that period because if I wanted to I could look at this and go I have felt crappy and exhausted and sick for three days Um, my kids got into a fight I got into a fight with my husband but they weren't massive problems yes you have a cold you have sinus infection you're sick whatever it happens it's cold and flu season you're gonna get sick I'm sorry Um, but just changing the way you think about things can change the way you remember things. So instead of thinking about how horrible my day was yesterday, I think about the support that I received yesterday and I think, no, that wasn't so bad. That was actually pretty great. It was nice to hear those things from people and it was nice to get the help. Um, But if you focus on the negatives, you don't see those, you don't remember them. So. The point of this is to just demonstrate that sometimes it's just about the way that you think about the day that you've had. 
And instead of thinking, ugh, God, that was horrible, try looking for the positives. Sometimes it's really hard, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't do well being sick, I hate it. Makes me teary, emotional, crazy mess. However, um, that's not the only thing in my life. There are other great things. So, <laughs> as, a, as a little bit of a Pollyanna Whitaker glad game suggestion, um, try looking today at the end of your day. Once, like, you listen to the podcast, you give it some thought throughout the day. When you get home tonight and you're thinking about your day, do you automatically look and remember all the negatives? which is human nature, like there's nothing wrong with it, it's just, it eventually bogs you down. Or, can you spin the narrative and look between those negative things, because the negative things are just moments the same as the positives are. So instead of looking at all the negative ones, look at the positive moments in between and see if that changes your perspective on what kind of day you had. So, that is my rant for the day. Try to bring a different narrative into your life rather than the one that might naturally come to you. So, um, happy Tuesday, or whatever day it is that you listen to this. I hope that you have a great day, and I will talk to you next week um, with another book. Uh, We're going to be talking about the five-second rule in my virtual book club with RF Empower. So we might talk about that a little bit. And I'm pretty sure I still won't be watching Man in the High Castle because I'll probably want to watch Doctor Who. (laughs) I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening and I look forward to you joining again. Bye.